0: Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com/slash HaveADrinkShow. North Coast Brewing, makers of Old Rasputin and other beers, I'm sure. Actually, they make a lot of beer, like a whole lot. And the award, if the awards are to be believed, a lot of good beer. We'll see if they live up to their hype and see if this brewery gets a gold from us as we have a drink. <laughs> have a drink or you learn along with us about what you drink i'm Brittany lee walker
1: i'm justin fraser and i'm
2: christopher walker
1: and hey guys chris again i'm just still flummoxed by mention of the pre-show that five years yeah really (laughs) yeah
0: i had to be like i'm sorry what just
1: happened it'll be that in like a, a couple like no next month yeah not even really all that much next month like
2: it's less than a month. Yeah.
0: Because season creep in 2020 is not even real. Because Oktoberfest
2: would have marked our. Have they officially canceled it? It was never officially announced, so they never had to officially cancel it.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we would have no. hit the big yeah. Spotify Joe Rogan money.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> we don't have. <laughs> we're not
2: producing content of that quality
0: or of that frequency. <laughs>
2: Or Fact. that Joe rogan, <laughs> let's not get into that
0: uh, okay.
2: <laughs> but uh what's what's been going on everybody justin what's what's been cooking cooking for you in the last couple of weeks uh
1: it's been i actually i would say normally it's been mostly work, but I had a few days off, so i got to i got to sit around and play some video games for a couple of days and it was it was amazing i i finally de-stressed i felt like someone took a like i was wrung out like a sham wow of stress <laughs> and then and then i went back to work and it all came back
2: No, i'm in the chat saying yes they uh uh finally officially said oktoberfest was not happening
1: mm. no well yeah uh god that's i feel like that's no never mind I was gonna say like that's that, that's a that's a big casualty for me hmm. because I have not been affected as much by this as other people have, and I almost said something insensitive. <laughs> yeah.
2: Look, we were having we had plans in the works for the you October Fest this year, and now we
0: can still do a virtual thing.
2: Yeah, you know, we figuring out what that would be. I don't
0: I, I think we should just do like a, a tune in and a watch us stream watch and... me
2: eat sausages. <laughs> And drink beer.
0: No, no, we could do like we could play games or something. It'll like be a that. hoot
2: and a half. Yeah, uh,
0: some Jackbox or something. I don't know.
2: But yeah, I did.
1: Uh, I, I did play uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, mm. and uh, I will say this: this is not how the Mongol invasion of uh, of Japan went either. Time. <laughs> <laughs> there were you... no no sudden sudden uh, sudden ninjas that popped up and just start shanking. Shankin' and Mongols—that does not make it any less fun. But I'm just watching this. Like, look, we just wait a couple of weeks. This will blow over. Literally, a divine wind will blow those ships over.
0: Did we talk about this last time? Because this sounds maybe
1: familiar. maybe we did, or we maybe talked about it pre or post show. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, time I, has no
2: meaning to me anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. I. That's yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I,
0: I could be blending a lot of different things in my head right now.
2: So uh, pertaining to that. Uh, kind of um saw a recut of yakko's world him listing the countries of the world only it's all the countries who have been defeated by vietnamese farmers <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a there's a a, a a history meme that i saw some time ago it was like you know vietnam versus it was like a the the, the spongebob meme where it's like you know you know, someone versus this and it's like, you know, all soft and whatever, Spongebob. And it's like him in like sports gear for versus America. And it's like versus the Mongols, and it's just like ripped, (laughs) ready to fight. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've uh I don't know, I've been on this dark sci fi kick that's just been I don't know. It's nice to see worlds where the, the outlook is much bleaker than our own. <laughs> so I watched uh, Watchmen, which was pretty good. I liked it. I know a lot of I've people been, are having issues with it, but.
1: I've been meaning to actually sit down to try to watch that. I, I've actually heard it's, it's, it starts out, you thinking, why do you need to do this? And then by the end, you're like, this was great. This, these people yes. actually got that show. I got, that got that book.
2: Yeah, it really is like playing with. The the whole series, or yeah, I guess you'd say series because the mini-series thing, was playing with um, time. And it's how they loosely try to tell you how Manhattan sees time, how he perceives time. Yeah. And that's how the whole thing is played out. So things are not happening. Sequential. Exactly. Yeah, it's not sequential. It's not chronologically.
1: you're, You're looking at it from above as a whole. Yes. Yeah
2: but that's like whenever it's like spoiler alert, Manhattan's in it. And whenever he's having conversations, it's the, he starts talking off randomly about other things. They're like, what? And he's like, sorry, you made a joke in 30 years <laughs> or something yeah. like that. And it's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's cause there's, there's a whole issue of the, 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 the comic where yeah. it's, uh, no, uh, you yeah, haven't been into, being to watch that that that's been
2: that been one's marvelous. good. Um I'm still still churning through Dark on Netflix, which that is that is great. That is fantastic. If you want to watch a German show about time travel, but it's not again messing with your perception of time. It's not linear time travel. It's cyclical. Mm. So it's. <laughs> I mean, I hmm. thought
1: Futurama did the best joke for uh, cyclical time travel.
2: They, okay, yeah. They I thought the I'd freeze
1: myself. Well, no, the, the the first time it's like I thought I'd freeze myself to travel through time. Thought time was cyclical.
2: Nope, straight line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty messed up. I'm liking it, and the overdubbing is like your brain. I was surprised how quick you get used to. You just start. I look at their eyes. Is what I found out. Just subconsciously, I'm like, I'm not even gonna look at their lips. And I just look at their eyes and everything. I'm like, oh, their, their movements and the voices match up to me, and it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, then now diving into Lovecraft Country with all that and loving it.
0: You're taking the opposite approach. You're like, these are things that are darker than <laughs> things currently. I'm making myself feel better, and I'm just like still just wanting the rainbows and unicorns. Just I mean, it's, I it's I that whole watch, thing.
1: I would say I did watch all of Avatar The Last Airbender recently, and uh, again, And uh, went, yeah. Yeah, I needed some good Star Wars in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Because that show is like super Star Wars once you actually break the whole arc down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, to get that as one of the many things on our list, I think. Uh, Yeah, Um, I... God, yeah, I've just been, uh, I have, I've had this stress thing like you were talking about. And it's like, oh, I, I'm not as bad anymore. And then I go back to work and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just, uh, just been having some issues there. But I've been just trying to find outlets uh, for stress. And I found an app that is they actually take your insurance for, um, uh, so it's like a therapy kind of app. Um, but it also like, it involves like, uh, journaling and, and, um, meditations, which is nice. Uh, and then I'm also following this chick on YouTube who does a series on how to draw and I downloaded procreate on the iPad and I've been, I, you know, I don't have an Apple pencil cause I, I don't have that kind of money, but <laughs> I got, um, a really well rated on wire cutter, uh, stylus on Amazon.
2: Look, I know what it is. I'm just saying what it sounds like.
0: I know, I know, I know.
1: Um all I'm thinking of though when you say app, like a an apple stencil is that Steve pen- Jobs is like pencil. doing summer <laughs> pencil, whatever. He's doing somersaults in his grave.
0: Yeah.
2: I... As you work in procreate.
1: <laughs> you already did that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It's a horror. I don't know
0: why they were like, I was right with the they, it's, name.
1: it's horrible. Parenthood is a nightmare. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I thought that sentence was. <laughs> so- sometimes.
0: Uh, no. It, it, I, yeah. It's a bad name, but the app is actually really great. It's just horrible. I, look, why did they think that was a good idea? But either way, um I've been having fun learning things and that's nice. So creative oh, outlets. Fun. Hooray hooray uh
2: you know what else is a great creative well not creative outlet but a nice place to learn things our news show Mm. the more you know (laughs) yes we had a new episode this week where we're talking about what all
1: (laughs) uh all these uh copyright infringement games
2: well okay so there is no copyright infringement yet no one there's no i mean
1: there is no one sued them
2: it's it's more of a
0: a show right now on social media (laughs) and
2: well i can stay tuned (laughs) it's legally distinct like
1: (laughs) no t no it's not
0: (laughs) especially one of them
1: because there's not just one but two (laughs) uh yeah ryan reynolds also sold his gin not like his personal stash like the (laughs) the company (laughs) The company. He hell of a, to, hell yeah. of a
2: personal stash went for like thirty-five million dollars. Yeah. No, three
1: hundred and thirty-five million dollars.
2: Oh yeah. God. <laughs> and then the point Also a CO2 shortage. Always yeah. fun. Bad fun. News. Fun news. Because I mean, I, mean
1: I, I think I can fix that. <sighs> <sighs> I feel lightheaded. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Indeed.
2: All right. Well, well, uh, let's get into topic that
0: drunk. truck! are not that drunk. we truck! not that truck!
1: Uh yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, we're uh we're drinking through the episode with
2: uh to style for all of us. That hardly ever happens, but yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get kicked off here with something nice and light. Um that we'll talk more about as we move through, but we're going to crack open uh scrimshaw from,
1: Great from our uh from the title of our uh, from the topic of our episode, North Coast Brewing, who makes things other than old Rasputin. Crazy. Who knew? Uh, North Coast Brewing opened in 1988 as a local brew pub in the historic town of Fort Bragg, located in California's. How did I end up with this? Mendo. Mendocino. Mendocino. Coast. Mendocino, yes. Yeah. I've never seen that word before.
2: Oh, okay. Um, oh, just to say, I dig your nose into that. It just smells like fresh, fresh grain. Like, it see? smells like when you walk into a brewery and they're brewing. Like, that's just...
1: See, it It, it has a grain smell, but it has a, a, a vegetal and uh, a little bit of like green pepper smell. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's what I was saying like earlier. It's got a little smidge of funk and a little bit of vegetal. So hmm. uh, it's a Pilsner, by the way, is what we're starting out with. Cause gotta, gotta work your way up. <laughs> by the way, 19, 1988, that puts them, you know, close ish to like Boston beer and oh, yeah. Boston beers, a, you know, a little earlier, but it's still like eighties when, so they're they're early in the craft beer game. Uh, under uh, leadership of former president and co-founder Mark Rudick, Rudick uh, the brewery has developed a strong reputation for quality, having won more than a hundred and ten awards in national and international competitions. They they also really like to brag about it.
0: <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, uh,
1: they actually have a fairly. Big regular lineup featuring Red Sea Ale, Old Rasputin, Imperial Stout, Scrimshaw, Pilsner. Spoiler, we're doing all of those. Uh, Brother Thelonious, uh, Abbey Ale, North Coast uh, Stellar IPA, and other fine North Coast, North Coast, North Coast brands. We, uh, they continue to, quote, make the world a better place one pint at a time. We'll talk a little more about that in a bit. Uh, because it's the name of a program, uh, they they have exceptional beers available in 48 states, and they're also available in Europe and in the Pacific Rim, and that is about <laughs> all of the history they have. Uh, I don't know how many kaiju they fight, but apparently know, quite a few. Yeah, I know from that laugh that Chris was immediately picturing Jaegers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh, they were. Yeah, no, they weren't even just drinking Jaeger in those things.
2: <laughs> So yeah, it's how you it's, sync
1: up minds. You just crack open an old Rasputin and chug.
2: When we decided to do this episode, it was like, "Oh yeah, they've been around since 88. They've got to, they, there's got to be some decent stories we can find." Nothing. Not a It's just like, "Oh, they existed." I mean, um, I like,
1: okay. feels I feel like to an extent, they want their beer to speak for itself.
2: And it does. It does. But they so they've been doing some things. They just don't have like there's no big scandals to for us to talk about or anything like that. Or, but they yeah. have been they definitely catching fire. Yeah, so uh, sustainability has been a big thing for them. Social equality and environmental responsibility have been at the core of North Coast Brewing since its founding in 1988. The One Pint at a Time initiative encompasses all of the ways North Coast Brewing minimizes its footprint and gives back every day. Every person at North Coast Brewing Company is personally invested in our mission to make a positive impact on our community and the world, says the North Coast Brewing CEO, uh, Sam Kranick. So all, all I could hear in
1: my head as you were saying that was like, put a smile on your face. <laughs> make the world better. Put, put a smile on your face. Yeah. Well, as um,
2: I noticed, all are I boggled. Also,
1: I feel like anyone like five years younger than me is going, what is he even talking about?
2: (laughs) So um, as all their bottles have proudly stamped on them, we were one of the first two breweries to become a certified B Corp. The spirit of leadership and innovation differentiates us from any other brewery, apparently, except for, you know, the other one since they were the second, (laughs) the one pint at a time initiative is a way for North coast brewing to showcase the numerous ways where as they say, setting a sustainable standard for the industry while directly supporting a cause close to us. The brewery is True Zero Waste Platinum certified and diverted 98.7% of its solid waste away from landfills in 2018.
1: That's actually really cool, but True Zero Waste Platinum (laughs) sounds like it's some sort of uh, (laughs) made up level in a Ponzi scheme.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or or it also sounds like the name of like a water filtration pitcher.
1: <laughs> like a like a like an overly hyped uh it's uh it's like Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec designed the yes. water filter. It's like, oh, get ready.
2: Or that dude who did For the Spark Festival. Flash.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's basically just Tom Haverford with fewer morals. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It's basically just John Rafio. Uh, <laughs> all right, so North Carolina. I finally Rome. watched that documentary, by the way, and it was like Oh my God, it is just John Ralphio.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so North Coast Brewing is also in the top 25% of breweries in the United States for energy efficiency with its solar array producing almost 120,000 kilowatt hours last year. I feel in like addition-
1: they're, they're using that power. It, I'm sure they're using it for good, but I feel like they could turn that into death rays real quick.
2: <laughs> in addition to waste diversion and energy efficiency, the brewery is focused on using only high quality, honest ingredients and has 14 of its core beer brands, non GMO project verified. Okay. Hold on.
1: Honest ingredients. What ingredients are lying to you? They're inanimate. <laughs> like cutting open like a, a artichoke or something. Ah, no,
2: this is actually a pickle. It lied to me. That, that vanilla extract is lying. Now, mm. oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> North Coast Brewing's, uh, Innovative partnership with a local farm, uh Fortunate Farm. What about the unfortunate farm?
1: I, I don't <laughs> know, but all I'm hearing is Fortunate Sun playing in my head. <laughs> and I'm thinking of Vietnam too. Jeez, I we're having
2: a day, guys.
0: You need some rainbows and unicorns as well, it seems. <laughs>
1: on the
2: implementation of a closed, <laughs> on the implementation of a closed loop uh, composting system is a key aspect of the one pine at a time initiative. The brewery worked closely with Fortunate Farm manager Gowan Batiste on carbon sequestration and carbon farming projects while Wait, providing. Is
1: that, is that carbon that needs to go to trial? Like it sits there on the jury?
2: Yes. Yes, okay. it does. Uh, well, they're providing the farm with spent grain to grow the heirloom vegetables served in the brewery's tap room and restaurant. In 2018, Fortunate Farm composted 1.65 million pounds of north coast brewing's spent grain carbon sequestration and carbon farming research projects uh we're executing with north coast brewing company have a direct positive impact on our local community and the health of our planet says batiste my family and i have been looking at this farm but didn't see it as something that was possible for us through working with north coast brewing we were able to make it a reality so that's awesome. so. talking about the efforts of a lot of other big breweries uh, that we've discussed on here before, it'd be like uh, Sierra Nevada. We've talked about Alaska and they go out of their way big time. New Belgium. New Belgium. Yeah. Those all, all their programs are so far behind what North Coast. It
0: sounds like it. Yeah. Is
2: doing. It well, I don't
1: know. Um, New Belgium starts from like a worse place.
2: So yeah, okay. So that, new Belgium true. for their location. That's like the uh, the, the, the Asheville the, location. The Asheville location. Yeah. That's when, like we literally took a like designated dump. It was literally a poisoned ground dump. They went, and we'll they went, it. yeah, they went like dug it out and cleaned it up, and it's now like a gorgeous little park that their brewery um, and the brew house and everything sits on. Right, owned by. Whoever owns
1: them now. Mm, oh yeah,
0: I can't remember the name.
2: Karen or something. Karen. Yeah. I don't. I know it's the lion logo. <laughs> oh, Karen. Oh yeah. For, for yeah. the conglomerate and that it's partially owned by like a a dictatorship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Talked, yeah um. All right. Well, with its home along the northern California coast, North Coast Brewing is in close proximity to the migratory path of gray whales and the southern habitat of orcas. The declining population of stellar sea lions inspired the creation of North Coast Stellar IPA, which directly you know supports. Hmm?
1: Uh, oh, never mind. Well, it's close enough. That's uh. The sea lion thing made me think because it's time for the new beer. Ah, oh, ah
0: yes. Oh, the red. The sea. Oh, got it. Got it.
1: Um,
0: the, the declining population drinking. of stellar sea lions inspired the creation of North Coast stellar IPA which directly supports the research and rescue of marine mammals. For every bottle and keg North Coast Stellar IPA sold, North Coast makes a contribution to the North Coast Brewing Company Marine Mammal Research Fund, a project of the Ocean Foundation. In 2018, North Coast Brewing donated more than $55,000 to the Noyo Center for Marine Science, the Marine Mammal Center, and the UBC Mammal or Marine Mammal Res- Research Unit through the project so yeah that's freaking
1: awesome um so we got the new one out here yeah uh, i so we, a little bit less because yeah. uh we haven't got that long before i have to get to the next one <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is uh kind it's, of a few steps up it's a doozy
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so i'm like you know what I, I should some of us don't have tasting glass right now some of us are drinking from a pint glass yeah we have right. a problem
0: well I mean, that's the downside. See, if only you were up here, Bob.
1: I came this close to trying to drive up there, but a couple other things got in the way. I was like, okay, never mind. That yeah.
0: tends to... to happen because life. <laughs> well, with
2: our, our next one, it was the Red Seal Ale. The nice little picture of a seal colored red.
0: Hmm.
1: I wonder where they got the name.
0: <laughs> that's an uh, interesting aroma there.
2: I'm not mm-hmm. getting a whole lot myself, but
0: I'm getting like a caramel kind of situation.
2: Well, again, we'll get more into the beers as we yeah yeah truck down. Mm. Cool.
0: oh wow, okay, that's yeah. that, that's <laughs> like
2: that is strong hoppy and big malt character.
0: Very malty, yeah,
2: yeah. I was gonna say that's
1: okay. It's that a nice little uh blast a malt
2: that's really a like pre like pre-modern craft kind of pale ale yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. What back, when, back when back yeah, when
1: well it, it's i don't even know if i would even call it i think it's just well it, they call it just ale i don't think it's supposed to be their their pale ale and it's uh, not
2: really pale but yeah it's yeah just like, but
1: it's it's just a here, let me scroll down just it's an amber here. Isn't it?
2: it's, yeah it's an amber
1: it's I mean, yeah it's a amb- it's a name ale yeah so but it 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 is like nice light it and crisp is kind really like hoppy I would say it's it's still compared to what i expect for like modern yeah. stuff especially like west coast stuff still fairly light and pretty easy to drink oh yeah so definitely flavor involved at least at least a light body if malty and uh uh you yeah. know got a, it's got a good decent hop but yeah
0: well moving on to not anything we've been talking about at all um jazz now something completely different <laughs> yeah uh, another aspect of north coast brewing's philanthropic mission is shown through its deep love of the vibrant jazz community and its support of jazz education like this soft, is so out of soft
2: j this, jazz.
0: Is like, this is out of left field and i'm just like oh okay yes sure whatever Uh, Jazz education has always been a focus for North Coast Brewing, and this year the brewery announced that it will donate a portion of proceeds from every bottle and keg sold of Brother Thelonious, Belgian-style Abbey, to the year-round jazz education programs of the Monterey Jazz Festival. North Coast Brewing is the longest continuing sponsor and the official brewery partner of the Monterey Jazz Festival. In addition, the brewery sponsors the North Coast Brewing Company Jazz Education Stage for young performers at the annual festival. So who
2: do you think is a more favorite jazz supporter? North Coast or Abita?
0: Mm. Well, it sounds like North Coast, honestly. Because well, Abita mean, there's, there's...
2: sponsors uh, well, and it depend... New Orleans Jazz Festival.
0: It depends, because it's, it, it's the same deal, just in different parts of the country.
1: Well, yeah, but... Who, who who plays jazz as they're walking people to their funeral? Ebita. <laughs> that's who. That's a, it's, they're it's, in Louisiana, and that's what they tricky. do down in New Orleans. Oh, crap. I, uh. Uh, yeah. you, don't
0: have to, you don't have to down it right now.
1: Yeah, no, I do. There, I, I started to, and then I like, you know what? I could just go get another glass.
2: Heresy. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, it is kind of heresy, but Um, Well, before Uh, we move
2: on to our next one (laughs) (laughs) Wait,
1: wait, wait, okay, hold on Because I don't have the same background in and music as you guys do ra ra rasputin russia's, russia's greatest, greatest l- love, love machine, machine? okay yeah. good that's historically accurate i just wanted to make sure
0: <laughs> and to be fair so yes it is one of their, our finished metal bands that we love covering, but a, disco they're covering a
1: disco song <laughs> yeah okay fine but also i find it funny that it's Finnish, because i know right <laughs> Finn you yeah. know russia coming on in and Finland going i nah. no no I yeah. disagree. It's Which not just even, really
2: makes it better. It's not even it. Was, it wasn't all of Finland. <laughs> it, was it was one like, guy was in the trees. Dude like tree. Three dudes and yeah. <laughs> no, no, Brittany. It was literally one dude. Finland with a non-military grade rifle. <laughs> Let's go in there. We'll just bomb him out. Jesus, how did he live?
1: <laughs> I think he shot down the plane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that a movie?
1: That should be. No, movie. it should be. All right. Yeah. So. Now it's time for uh, Russia's Greatest Love Machine. Um, yeah. yeah, the old Rasputin. That's something more like a sex move. Old Rasputin, which is the beer.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, the old the old Rasputin.
0: Well,
2: uh, <laughs> that's going
0: to be a very disturbing sex move. I've just got to say, weird... what's
2: it What's it going to be? Is that where you... <laughs> it's let's, it's some we be- don't need to... Look, let's not talk about, about that. One. We can... We can, uh,
0: we already don't have to have a label on the show for
1: <laughs> so yeah. let's let's we'll probably do a little bit of background because this is their Russian imperial stout.
2: A safe word would be involved, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia, started commissioning porter from London, uh, London breweries in 1780. You know, that's your safe word, Chris. That whole mm. sentence <laughs> isn't that the gag in uh, uh, Trip? Yeah. That overly long safe word.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: The ale had been uh, a favorite import for decades. Uh, The fame of these strong barrel aged beers was already circling around the globe. And these globe and these versions were being made in Scotland, Ireland, the newly independent United States, USA, 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 USA. Uh, those uh, original London porters were made uh, with a rough smoky grain known as brown malt. And the, uh, the beer, as it came out of the kettle, <sighs> I'm just picturing a tea kettle. <laughs> yeah. Just think, like, oh, I mean, we'll get you a little cuppa. that will be fine. Oh, there you go. Uh, I don't know why I turned into Mrs. Doubtfire for a half second. <laughs> uh, apparently, it wasn't too much fun to drink. I mean, that, that sounds like quitter talk. Uh, once brewers learned to let their porter sit in wooden vats for up to two years, th- uh, though a magical transformation happened, native microorganisms transformed from uh, an acrid beer to something refined and sherry-like. Mm. Yet the word imperial that came to be associated with the porter was uh, porter bound for the czarina's court, was uh, purportedly the strongest of the London porters, had a double meeting. The porter was made for imperial purposes, but the porter itself became, uh, but b- the porter, but porter itself had become beer's monarch.
2: Mm, indeed, it had. Uh, eventually, <laughs> of course, the great vat-aged porters gave way to other lesser ales.
1: Oh, the strongest smell, versions. I smell that! Just, just take a good, good whiff of that.
2: Mm. The strongest versions, uh, the stout porters, uh, withered and grew tame. They were further diminished by the World Wars, and by the 1950s, not a single brewery in England made a porter, except for the success of its distant ancestor, Irish Stout. Okay. The era I,
1: seemed... I was going to say, uh, look, a book of world records and some, uh, and a bunch of Irishmen would disagree.
2: <laughs> the era of the style seemed over. Three decades later, Mark Rudrick and two cohorts were putting together the plans for a brewery in Fort Bragg, California. Rudrick uh, had been a home brewer and had lived in England for two years, and long before starting North Coast Brewing, he'd become enchanted by stouts. Man, uh, as one I'm does. Just,
1: I'm just saying, how often do you see home brewer who became brewer? Oh. <gasps>
2: Pretty much how it tracks.
1: The devil, you say.
2: Uh, Quote from him I had also made my own special study of Guinness while living in England. I made my study in Kentucky. uh... (laughs) And indeed, Old Number 38, an Irish stout, was one of the beers North Coast offered when it debuted in 1988. But it was a different stout that would make North Coast famous, one he'd discovered as a home brewer years before. Bert grant's imperial stout
1: hmm. sorry when you said oh. that uh the, the stout that made north coast famous I was like did it make a loser out of me <laughs> but that's hmm. the that's it never mind
0: wow all right um <laughs> hmm. oh whew. it's been a minute <laughs> since i've had that sorry.
1: Oh. <laughs> we'll um, talk about this in a bit but yeah. oh uh
0: it was a revelation for me he recalls it was an evocation of those ancient baltic bound porters i thought that was a beer i'd very much like to brew one day it took six more years before he began formulating old rasputin and though it was inspired by grants he wanted it to be entirely original grants had been sweeter maltier and was only six percent abv
1: oh that sounds like
0: (laughs) yeah that's uh
1: don't get me wrong sweeter okay fine sure uh uh maltier i i I i love malt six percent he was just like "Mm." i think we can do better we're americans
0: (laughs) uh so another quote uh i thought i think we need to to plant a stake in the ground it was logical to give this beer a very american twist instead of doing up (laughs) (laughs) instead of doing a malty beer doing something that was much more hop forward What emerged was nothing like the old vat aged brown porter sent to Russia, and yet in its booming strength and intense flavors, old Rasputin did capture their spirit. Rudrick wanted it to express the character of American hopping, so he infused it with 75 international bitterness units of Centennial, Northern Brewer, and Cluster Hops.
1: I have to wonder, like, how the... Because, like, stouts aren't usually...
2: Hoppy, right? So you get just, some, but you get it's, some. It's not popular.
1: No. Yeah. And it's it like, I mean, full disclosure, the first time I had this, I was like, well, that's earthy. <laughs> and as but someone I, else I, went, I, as someone else looked at me, he's like, you mean mud? <laughs> yeah, I mean mud. Now I'm kind of like, yeah, it tastes all that complexity, like that dark roasty and that.
2: <laughs>
1: now Once we're again, weird. Who have I become? Were those people? Yes. Uh,
0: the clusters are a nice touch—an old American hop. They were widely used in British brewing as a bittering hop in the 19th century. The hops give it a resinous, almost oily layer that augments the powerhouse roasted malts.
1: That actually makes a lot I, of sense. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what they described. It, I was like, that explains a lot about what I'm tasting, hmm. because
2: it's, it also lends to why you get hoppy dark beers the like hoppy stouts and porters and it it like on paper you're like that sounds crazy why would like with current tastes why would you do that and then when you when it's kind of broken down you're like okay yeah i completely see it
1: well and especially like like you know you say it's like oily and like like that that feels oily you know and and resinous like that feels right for a darker beer sometimes for Mm. for for a lighter one but uh, uh, back to a quote from uh, Rudrick one of the early lessons we uh, we learned making Old 38 was that roasted barley is critical and not using too much black malt is also critical uh, he created a foundation of caramel mal- malts to add t- uh, to balance to, to add some balancing sweetness in what he called intermediate malts for flavor what's an intermediate malt you may ask because mm-hmm. I was about to brown malt for one another uh wink to st petersburg uh sorry i'm just I'm, I'm trying to think of like various russian jokes and i was like don't make a joke about a horse don't make a joke about a horse don't make a joke about a <laughs> horse <laughs> uh he says uh we use a low mash temperature to make an extremely fermentable wart to make sure this beer finishes as bone dry as a huge beer can uh I really wished Casey was here to kind of like Yeah see how that you know like Casey what do you think? Is that is that required? And he probably would say yes quit quit asking me dumb basic questions. <laughs> uh, and this is where old Rasputin sings. The relative dryness reveals a layer of hopping and roast, so the palate shimmers with a different flavor as it passes over the tongue. Dark chocolate and cocoa, yeast esters that evoke cherry and red or red wine and it it does have a red red wine quality <laughs> it, it should stay close to me maybe forever <laughs> <sighs> you can't see the amount of disgust on britney's face as as i normally, do that
0: normally i'm on board and, and, it, and it was like We're not going there. We're not. Oh, he's okay, and he's always still going. Okay. We're just.
1: Anyway, um, so the uh, cherry or red wine, the piney resin, and a touch of char, a delicate sweet toffee, all wrapped up in an unusual creaminess, which it does have. It has a creamy mouthfeel. I don't know how much I would say it has a creamy flavor.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although Uh, the otherwise the description is. Quite nice.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, and also, kind of, kind of spot on. Like the the, because it it is very dark chocolate, kind of, kind of, kind of flavor in there. Most of the modern sweeter imperials are built to be drunk in volumes uh, of a few ounces. Old Resputin, despite its intensity, sustains and nourishes the soul over course (laughs) of a full pint. Oh, this is. I feel so good.
2: It is so. I've got to say coming back to an old Rasputin, I I guess this is now the time we'll talk about like our tasting note, like their notes there hit it dead on. Mm. And after being like, in obviously living in the modern craft age, it's just gigantic pastry stouts or you're drinking Assassin or something like a Dark Lord, all these Imperial stouts that pour like motor oil (laughs) and they're so thick and just so over the top and so many adjuncts. And you're drinking blueberry pie imperial stout and all this like weird crap. And it's kind of yeah,
1: they want to add a whole lot to make it unique when what you need is to make good
2: beer. Yeah, so this is and you want to brush your teeth after all those. I always feel it. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, guys, like coating my teeth and my whole mouth, and I just want to brush my tongue, yeah. And now like coming back to this, and it's just dry and, and You could just, every sip invites you to drink more. Mm -hmm. And it's just everything about it. Like every note they hit there, every one of those comes out. And there's no, there's nothing added to, there's not like, oh, we, you know, aged these in wine barrels to get that, those stone fruit characters to come out. I was like, no, that all came out with the regular ingredients.
1: And don't get me wrong. I sometimes like aging you, you know, aging wine in weird barrels and doing whatever you want. But, mm-hmm. but this is like pretty much straight. Wort to, you know, wort age, you know, ferment it and get it into a can, bottle, yeah. whatever. This is you know, I, I got this one relatively fresh. It's been a minute since I've had one of these. Uh, yeah, but. But yeah, these were these these are from where my initial thing was when I first had one of these. Like, oh, that's that's dirt. <laughs> to kind of like, oh, this is really just can kind of get all these weird, complex, dark flavors. Yeah, I, I'm just like, well, it just shows how you've grown as a drinker. No, it just shows that as an alcoholic, I've <laughs> I've grown a different appreciation. You've been I've around. Grown a mind. I've grown accustomed to its (laughs) face.
2: Well, porters and stouts have been many things over the past 300 years. At their most robust, they were beers that warmed the coldest Russian winter nights and inspired a world to start making them. Of all the modern interpretations, few match old Rasputin's ambition, daring, and accomplishment. It has earned the right to be called imperial. Does that
1: mean it's conquered other stouts and has their... their, uh, Gross domestic product shipped back to it.
2: I, I believe so, and oh, okay. uh, it is. It's one of the, so. It is the poster child now. It was not one of the first imperial stouts, but it is like the quintessential imperial at le- stout now.
1: At, le- at least here in the U.S. If, yeah, uh, it is. If, I'm, it, if I if I picture imperial stout, like if I picture the label, it's that label.
2: Yeah, it yeah. is just that's. It is synonymous. Everyone for the tasting notes and everything for a straight awesome Imperial stout, you go with old Resputin. but let's, let's dive. They do North coast has a few more beers other than old Resputin,
1: Not counting their, uh, their, their seasonal, uh, seasonal beers. There is about 14 in their regular lineup, which I think sounds a little crazy to me.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's definitely so, not... Like in their uh, year-round
1: lineup.
0: Not common.
2: <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into these. Uh, you've got the Acme IPA. It's California India Pale Ale. you got got uh, the Acme Pale Ale. Not IPA, but Pale Ale, which is a California Pale if you Ale. Send,
1: if you send off for these, do you get a very complex set of instructions for a very elaborate Rube and mm-hmm. kind of trap to to attempt to catch some sort of creature that fails
0: that took me a second until you said, and i was like what is what are you sending oh god okay
2: blue star <laughs> took, i don't know why it took unfiltered long. american wheat beer i was really hoping to
1: find one of those
2: um so I mean, and it's unfiltered so
1: i probably was not going to find it on this coast but
2: yeah so uh we found one of these i did not get it though uh brother Thelonius. It's the Belgian-style dark ale, and this is one of the ones with a, that begs to have a little more said about it in honor of Thelonius Monk. And some profits are donated to the education programs at the Monterey Jazz Festival. With all interest in Belgian ales and in the monasteries that brew them, it's time to remind the world that here in the U.S. we have a monk of our own, jazz <laughs> legend, jazz legend Theonius. Th- oh my God, Thelonius. Thelonious. That that dryness on my tongue now. Mm. <laughs> it's an interpretation of North Coast Brewing's uh, Belgian-style Abbey Ale with an ABV of over 9%. This strong dark ale is rich and robust, available in handsome 750 milliliter bottles. Uh, you can get it in 12 ounces also. Uh, the label features Jazzmaster himself, a portrait by California artist Eric Grubick
1: i was i was i was hoping to find one of these but i also was not wanting to do one of these for today's show
0: (laughs) it would have added a bit more uh (laughs) we we... the old rasputin's enough i think yes (laughs) (laughs) uh so next up we have laguna baja great name first of all uh which is the vienna dark lager
1: i uh, yeah that that one sounded interesting to me okay yeah Yeah."
0: uh le merrill uh, which is a Saison, and then they've got the North Coast Stellar IPA, which we briefly mentioned.
1: Okay, my question, Brittany, going back to the Le Merle, if you have too many of those, and you're going to hate me for this, are you mm-hmm. Le Merle Haggard?
0: I knew the second that you said that, <laughs> where that was going. Yeah, That's I know. the only one I've caught the entire episode. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, North Coast Stellar IPA, and then uh, old number 38 dublin dry stout uh that would be interesting to try as well then uh next one that we thought also required a description the old stock ale so old ale which is um bottled in limited reserve vintages and barrel age including one to benefit um i'm not going to pretend to say that word a city Ots- in japan
1: o- Ots-
0: <laughs> sure uh fort bragg's sister city following the 2011 uh tohoku earthquake and tsunami uh, like a fine port old stock ale is intended to be laid down with an original gravity of over 1.10 and a generous um hopping rate old stock ale is well designed to round out and mellow with age it's brewed with classic maris otter malt and fuggles just, just the best name and uh east <clears throat> east kent Golding hops all imported from
2: england so old stock is it's one of the poster childs for poster children for um wanting to do like a nice lineup so you can do all the vintages vintages are like there are a lot of places that just deal in vintages of old stock oh, wow um we have jungle gems up around here they always keep four or five different vintages on the shelf or they try to yeah. and it I was is one. Like People this. love to do verticals of it. Hmm. And that's kind of, I'll, I wanted to try and get some to do something like that for this episode. I couldn't make it up to jungle gyms and nowhere locally had it. Yeah, So I, I was kind of sad about that, but all, I mean, old stock was actually one of the first beers that introduced me to the idea of doing a vertical and you could, you know, seller age beer, not just, you know, <laughs> wine.
1: And thus a problem was born.
2: Yes, <laughs> a, a deep problem was born.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, next up, we've got uh, Prankster with i Q. Now, let imagin- like, yeah. I'll let your imagination fill in where the Q is. Uh, it's their Belgian-style golden ale. Uh, we've got Red Seal, which we had earlier, which is, uh, we'll go ahead and do a little description, uh, the American Amber Ale. It's a malt, and hops are beautifully married, In this full-bodied copper-red pale ale, the Red Seal is generously hopped for a long spicy finish. I didn't get that much spice, but uh, an excellent accompaniment to grilled meats and rich sauces. No, yeah, I could see that. That'd be fine. Yeah, I'd be fine with a...
0: I'm always a sucker for when they mention food pairings. I'm like, yeah, let's do that right now.
1: (laughs) And then what we started the episode with was the scrimshaw, which is a pilsner. Named for the delicate, delicate engravings popularized in nineteenth-century seafarers, Scrimshaw is a fresh-tasting Pilsner brewed in the finest, East, uh, finest European tradition using Munich, malt, Munich malt, Holotauer, uh and teternang hops. Scrimshaw has a subtle hop character and a crisp, clean palate and a dry finish.
2: Yeah, that's about Which, right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but also let's let's talk a little bit about some of their awards.
2: Because there are a few, they, yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of their beers win a lot of awards. I
1: mean, Blue Star, their their unfiltered American wheat beer. They were World Beer Champions in Chicago for 2001, two thousand one, two, three, four, and five.
2: Yeah, five <laughs> years sequentially.
1: I mean, there's Brother Thelonius, which was. Uh, the World Beer Champ Championship Chicago uh 2019. I guess it's platinum. Yeah. That's
0: what I was thinking. I was like, wait, there's a platinum price. I guess. Yeah. yeah right.
1: uh, and then uh European beer star 2015. So it's it's one probably most recently out of most of the things on this list.
2: And uh the Lemerle. Lemero. Say something. Lemeral Le Haggard. Uh, took a took a gold in 2012 at the Brussels beer challenge. Uh, also took gold at the World Beer Championships in Chicago in 2006 and 2005. Hmm. The Old Number 38 uh, Dublin Dry Stout took gold at the 2003 World Beer Championships in Chicago, and then you've got the Old Resputin with which, <laughs> holy god!
1: Feel. You it's you a- we're start from the bottom and work your way up. It's going to go the best for years.
2: <laughs> All right, so uh, 96 you had the World Beer Cup uh, Imperial Stout that took gold. In 99 and 2002, they took the Great American Beer Fest, Imperial Stout Gold. uh, Spring Beer and Wine Fest in Portland, Oregon. 2004, they took gold. And then in in 96, 97, 98, 99, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2014, and 2018 took gold for the World Beer Championships in Chicago. Jeez. And the, the Stockholm Beer and Whiskey Festival. At gold in 2012 and 2006
0: can we go to that please also yeah, <laughs> stockholm
2: beer and whiskey festival yeah. god that Done. just oh god
1: <sighs> we'd be dead but we'd be dead like champions
0: <laughs> we'd be we would die happily
1: uh um, yeah um the, oh, uh wait, wait.
0: yeah was just, uh we, we didn't have his own outlines outline, so i'm just like going uh the old stock ale which we mentioned also won an award a few times uh the World beer, beer Championship in Chicago seems to be the the key player there. They,
1: they but, I feel like they, they went a lot there. Chicago yeah. really likes their beer.
0: Seriously, uh, two thousand three, five, and six for that old stock ale. Prankster, the Belgian style golden ale. Uh, international beer competition in San Diego in two thousand fourteen, uh, and then of course that Chicago beer championship, uh, ninety six two thousand or sorry 96, 98, eight two thousand two two thousand three red seal the one that we just finished a little bit ago uh I'll, again <laughs> quite a few chicago world beer championship it, yeah. 94 5 99 2003 2004 2005 2006 spring beer and wine fest in portland 2004 great american beer festival 2000 stockholm beer and whiskey festival again we need to go to that whatever that is uh, in 2000 and then scrim shop Hilsner, we uh this One's completely off the wall, North American Brewers Association 2001, and then the uh, GABF um, American a- Lager Ale category in 1992. So, um, they've won some things, you know, yeah,
1: and apparently they've won more things than that like a hundred and whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, that's all the gold medals,
1: yeah, that's all gold and higher,
2: yeah, yeah, because apparently platinum medals are. A thing. apparently uh,
1: platinum medals are a thing i guess they may have just decided like look we're we're tired of giving them awards here's a platinum medal you win forever go away
0: it's just understood that you're winning this time like
2: <laughs> so uh i gotta say what we learned this episode is even though there's not a rich detailed history behind this brewery you need to try more of their stuff other than older rasputin old rasputin great yeah. old rasputin
1: is what- great but like I keep seeing like Red Seal. Keep mm. passing it by. He's like, yeah,
2: whatever, it's fine. But this is real good. Scrimshaw. I've seen it. I always have seen it. And then I'm always like, eh, Pilsner. Eh. And it's then a real good Pilsner. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I gotta say though, I'm I'm not. I wasn't as much of a fan of the Pilsner. But I think I don't know if I'm just like not a Pilsner person either. Um, but the the Red Seal was. I, I feel like the Red Seal and um obviously Old Rasputin, were probably the most complex. Like, I got a lot of different things out of the Red Seal as well as well, the mean, Old Rasputin.
1: I think we've, we've said before with uh, uh, pilsners and loggers in general, there's not a whole lot to hide behind in those. So. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: It's just everything's up in front. You've got nothing to hide any Im- <clears throat> impurities or something that screwed up during the brewing process. It's just front forward out there. So it's it's obvious when you do it very well or when you do it very poorly yeah and they do it very well they do all right i gotta say uh yeah i learned a lot (laughs) yeah seriously
1: yeah that was (laughs) once again the more you know
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah that's uh, sometimes i'm just like the end of these i'm just like oh all right then (laughs) yay
1: well, if you want to know more, you can subscribe. You can get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com or follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media and twitch.tv, uh, Facebook as well. We're, we're streaming on on some of these things. <laughs> uh, you can tell us your favorite drink as a question or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. Uh, Carrier Pigeons, uh, it's been a little harder since I moved, but I think That's- I'm starting to be trying a new group. Uh, smoke signals still pretty good Uh, billboard sign sandwich billboard sign still my favorite so
2: (laughs) all joking fun aside like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly don't uh, don't have any poisoned cakes and tea and don't get shot and thrown in a sack and (laughs) then thrown into a freezing river and then they pull your body out and realize Mm -hmm. oh no he clawed at
1: the ice underneath the river
2: yeah, and the uh, Rasputin.
0: Oh, I was like, "Where are we?" They, going? It took me a
1: second to realize wait, the, the cake threw me, but
2: then later I was like, "Oh, never mind, we're doing Rasputin." The whole they, episode. They I pumped him full me. of enough arsenic yeah. to kill like a herd of cattle, and he was still like not vomiting and just kept eating, kept going. He's like, "Oh, this is great."
1: It's also and, entirely possible the arsenic cooked off during cake baking. Yeah.
2: And then they came in and shot him point and blank in the head. And then now, said, well, that's done, and then walked away, and then came back to find, no, he's not dead. So then He ran a, outside. A group of people pinned him down and shot him point blank, just emptied clips like they just kept shooting him and kept shooting him and kept shooting him. Beat and, him. Yeah, there was a lot and, of clubbing that happened. And then that's when they threw him in the sack, uh, assured that he was dead, so they had to dispose of the body, threw him into a freezing river, and that's when, and when they pulled the body out they found uh, the position he was frozen in was the position of him clawing at the ice to get out. They so could he find, was not dead. They could and see if, scrapes under ice further back like he had. He wasn't dead and was trying to climb, cl- claw his way out, and there was water in his lungs showing his actual cause of death to have been drowning. Wow. And then, it was it like a year later, after they buried him, they were afraid that he was actually a zombie, <laughs> and that's why he had you know, had had been trying to claw his way out of the ice. So then they dug him up and burned his remains, but not before cutting off his penis, where it is now resting in a museum Why? in Russia. Because,
1: because that penis was magical.
2: He's Russia's greatest love machine. He's for Russia's, a reason.
1: Yeah. He had a, Brittany, he had a sex cult.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's really weird to look it up.
1: <laughs> you know how they tricked him into getting killed by promising him he could have sex
0: <laughs> all right we end on the best notes you guys anyway so check us out another couple of weeks <laughs> for the next
1: live episode we can give you more rasputin facts
0: indeed uh and remember check out patreon.com if for some reason you like what you hear he healed a horse um, <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure Alan Moore is just him reborn because they look exactly alike. (laughs) They do. All
0: right. Once again, I'm Bernie Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Frazier.
2: And I'm Christopher Walker. And we will see you guys next time.